Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 106th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today we have another hand from a $1,000 buy in World Series of Poker Events. I have Ace King at 500, 1,000 with a 100 ante in the low jack seat with 130,000 chips. It's a lot of chips. So I raise to 2,300, which is pretty standard when everyone folds to me. And then it folds around to a loose, aggressive-ish kid. So what that means to me is someone who is splashy, active enough, likes to bluff, doesn't believe the opponent. You know, just a generally overly aggressive person, as long as you do not do anything that makes your hand look obviously strong. So I make it 2,300 from the hijack or low jack seat. This is the button, cut off, hijack, low jack. By the way, if you're not watching these videos over at JonathanLittlePoker.com under the podcast section, I strongly suggest you do that. There you can see the video, also read some of the user comments, and um, you know, interact with me there. I definitely do appreciate everyone who is watching on iTunes, or I'm sorry, listening on iTunes and listening on Stitcher, though. I, know, I recognize that a lot of people love listening to podcasts. I know I sure do. So anyway, I raised to 2300 and then the loose aggressive kid with 50, a 50,000 chip stack, 50 big blinds, calls on the button. A tight aggressive kid, and the big blind also calls 1300 more. Flop comes ace-jack-6, all rainbow. The tag kid and the big blind checks. And at this point, I certainly want to bet for value. There are many, many worse hands that both of our opponents can call with. Many players will call with any pair in the spot. And some players will stick around with king-queen, king-10, and queen-10, hoping to get there with the gut shot. So I like betting. I don't think you want to bet huge. The pot's 8,300, and I bet 4,500. You don't want to make any bet that will force your opponents to fold out hands like jack-10 or 7-6. You want to do everything in your power to keep them in with those hands because those are the hands that will ideally be able to pay you off on later streets. Of course, you may be asking, don't you want to make those hands fold? And the answer to that is no. You make money when your opponents make errors. And if you bet large and force your opponent to fold out hands that you crush, they can't really make errors with those hands in the future. They're making a correct fold now, and they can't make future mistakes as the hand progresses. So anyway, I bet 4,500, and only the button calls, the loose, aggressive-ish kid. So what is his calling range? I think his calling range is going to be pretty much what I said. Any ace... All the good jacks, all the random sixes, like 7-6, seven, 6-5, six, six, maybe 8-6, maybe 6-4. All suited, of course. And then the gut shot draws, the king-queen, king-10, and queen-10. So the turn's a 9, which should be a very safe card, unless my opponent had exactly jack-9, probably jack-9 suited. So I'm in pretty great shape. He, of course, could also have ace-9 suited, but the odds of me being beat at this point are incredibly low. So knowing that, and also knowing that my opponent's very inclined to call the flop with a pretty wide range, should I bet or should I check? I think that if I bet, he's probably going to fold out every hand besides an ace or better. So what that means is that I'm going to get value when he has an ace, but I'm going to make all the other hands fold, which means that he cannot turn those into bluffs, and he he also cannot value bet them himself. And also, if it does go check-check on the turn when he has a hand like queen-jack, If I bet and he folds that queen-jack on the turn, I won't be able to get any value from it on the river. Whereas if it goes check-check on the turn, he may decide to pay off a river bet if I bet the river. Or if I check the river, he may then decide to value bet himself. So against someone who has a very wide flop calling range, I think this is a great spot to check. And 
the reason for that is, again, because it's going to let us get more value out of his marginal range. And if he has an ace himself, he may just continue value betting it on the turn, thinking that we obviously don't have an ace and he can get value from us. So we get value out of the aces no matter what. And we also will extract likely one more bet out of the marginal made hands. So I check. He bets 8,500 into the 17,000 pot. And that leaves him 43,000 behind. Yeah, 43,000 behind. This is a scenario where if you watched one of the previous episodes, I forget exactly which one it was, one of the hundreds, one of the ones in the hundreds, where our opponent check or our opponent raised us all in on the turn when he had top pair second kicker. This is very similar to that spot where if we check raise this turn with ace king, our opponent will only call us when we are beat, almost certainly. He may pay us off with ace queen or ace 10, but that is about it. So check raising here has no merit. The only play here is to check call and then pray our opponent decides to bluff again on the river or value better worse hand on the river. So I do check call. And remember, you will get outdrawn sometimes. That's okay. But notice when you get outdrawn, it's not like you just blindly double up your opponent every time anyway. However, river is a two, a complete blank. We check and our opponent goes all in for roughly the size of the pot, 34,600 into 34,300. Well, we're certainly not loving this at this point. Many players would not bet in the spot with a jack or nine or jack or a six. So what that means is we are almost certainly against an ace. We could be against ace jack. We could be against ace nine. But I think we could also be against ace queen and ace ten. I think a lot of those hands would strongly consider betting in this spot for value, especially if they think I would always bet the turn with top pair. So in this spot, I think we have a pretty easy call off given our opponent is a loose, aggressive-ish kid. If our opponent was a very tight player and we thought he would only bet with maybe ace-queen or better in the spot, meaning he has ace-queen or two-pair, I think you should strongly consider folding because you lose to almost that whole range. It's very important to think, well, you don't want to think something like, well, I beat ace-queen, so I have to call. You want to think, what portion of my opponent's range do I beat? And here, we need to be good roughly 33% of the time to break even because we're putting in... 34,000 to win the uh, 68,000 pot. And I imagine in this spot, we're probably good roughly 50% of the time. If I had to guess, we could run some numbers and figure it out, but that's beyond the scope of this podcast. That's stuff we do over at pokercoaching.com. So anyway, I'm going to make the call. I am not loving it, but I think we're going to be right often enough to justify the call. And sure enough, he does show ace queen. So this is an example of a spot where we still get paid off when he has ace-queen by checking the turn. And we also really do give him the opportunity to make an error. You always want to ask yourself, what can I do to make my opponent screw up? And then do that. And in this spot, I think checking gives our opponent a great opportunity. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you want more in-depth discussion about poker, I highly suggest you go over to pokercoaching.com, my interactive poker training site where we have a lot of hand quizzes and homework assignments along with monthly webinars where we go through the homework assignments that you complete. A lot of people are learning a lot over there and I'm happy to help. So check it out over at pokercoaching.com. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Good luck in your games.